Welcome to episode 40 of the Creative Strings podcast. I'm Christian House, and I'm going to share with you some of my top lessons that I've learned from teaching music online over 10 years. And the biggest thing I want you to know is that teaching online can be easy, and it can actually be extremely effective. If you teach, I get that making a change can feel really stressful, and I'm confident that if you adapt the tips and strategies that I'm gonna give you in this short episode, that it's gonna bring you a lot of peace, it's gonna save you a lot of time, and it's gonna make a huge difference for your students, getting them engaged and keeping them going without dropping a beat while you're teaching online. So if you are a teacher, definitely check out this episode. And bear in mind that you can reach out to me for many, many other resources to help you teach online, including curriculum for your students that's done for you and ready-made. Just reach out to me at chris at christianhouse.com. We have many private and classroom teachers um, of all ages um, who are using the Creative Strings curriculum and it is saving them time and getting great results with their students. Before launching into this substance-packed episode, I wanna briefly thank our sponsors. Firstly, Electric Violin Shop. They are the provider for all things electric strings, not only including instruments, but pickups, amplifiers, and accessories. The reason I love them is because of their phone support. That means if you have any questions, you just call them. Find their phone number at electricviolinshop.com and give them a call and let them know I sent you. I'd also like to thank Yamaha. Musicians and music educators depend on Yamaha. I've depended on Yamaha for over 20 years and I consider them family. I don't know of any manufacturer who provides as many supports and resources for music education. One thing you can do is look up Yamaha Support Ed online and download their free quarterly magazine. It's a great resource for music educators. And finally, before we launch into the episode, I want to thank Encoda, N-K-O-D-A. It's like a streaming platform for sheet music. You don't have to buy sheet music, just stream it, almost like Spotify. Look up encoda.com and you can access all of your favorite publishers and all of your favorite works through a convenient and affordable subscription at encoda.com. And now let's get into the meat of the episode. We're talking about how to teach online easily and effectively. I'm going to share a pre-recorded talk that I gave that I think really encapsulates this very well. And just to introduce it, I want to make one point, and that is what makes good teaching I believe what makes good teaching is what I've heard from other teachers that I respect, and it's three things. Number one, come to it from a place of love. Number two, come to your students at the level that they are at. And number three, just be one or two steps ahead of them and know your stuff. Now, if you bear these important things in mind, which I know you already do if you're a teacher, then there is no reason you cannot teach effectively and easily online. So just before you get into these strategies and tactics and tips and thinking about all the technology and all the changes you got to make, just remember that you got this. As long as you focus on those basic tenets of good teaching, you're going to continue to serve your students. And here we go into the presentation.
Hello, music teachers, especially string teachers and orchestra teachers. I'm gonna share with you how you can take your teaching online. And I know that there are a lot of apps out there, um, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the nuts and bolts and the strategies and the mindset and very simple things that you can do to do it on your own. <laughs> Not to have to rely on other apps, although obviously uh, I have um, a lot of done-for-you lessons as well, uh, free ones that I'm, we're putting out multiple ones, new ones every day for grades four through 12. I'll link to that below this video. You're welcome to use those. Let me know if you want more. But this is really going to be everything I've learned in the last 15 years from teaching online, some of my best tips for you. So these are gonna help you provide content, provide accountability, personalization, assessment, all while helping students learn to teach themselves and all while maintaining a strong relationship with your students. So here are the steps that you can take. Uh, number one, I would say make content or provide content. Uh, you can curate content from people like me and other people. Um, I recommend a lot of videos. I recommend smaller videos for your students. Basically make a video or a piece of content for everything you teach. Every sequence or every component of every sequence, depending on how long the sequence is. It's really important that you teach to one student and then you repurpose for many. If you're looking for something to teach, think about the need of one student and that will give you something to teach. And then there are gonna be other students that need that. Another thing you can do is make a list of a hundred things that you say to students, just think about last week, think about some of the main things that you taught and just start teaching those things in other content. I would recommend that you batch create obviously so sit down create a lot of content at one time and then you can break it up into smaller chunks when you share your content you can share it via links and or you can just share it directly as directly as possible on any platform and when it comes to that i would say simple is always better. So you wanna use whatever platforms or apps are the most accessible for you uh, to deliver and or for your students to receive the content. So you can use YouTube videos because YouTube is just, it's free. Um, you can use Facebook groups, they're free. Google Drive, email, private message, text, whatever is the easiest way to deliver or receive the content. I've even taught private lessons over my mobile phone without any video. It's amazing how much you can actually teach just on any platform. I recommend that you drip out your teaching in intervals also. The, this could even be multiple um, drips per day. Um, generally, dripping out smaller pieces of content is better than larger pieces of content, and I love email for this you can even set up a drip email course you can schedule your emails you can schedule facebook posts in a group so just dripping out the content planning it and then dripping it out whenever you can um, instead of videos podcasts are also an option you can even record on your voice memo on your phone uh, that's a nice hack you can share in soundcloud for example which is also free now i think it's important to ask your students to submit videos of their work work or obviously they can submit their work in email or in audio form as well but just let them know that they can make a free youtube channel and that youtube allows them to make videos that are called unlisted which allows them to retain privacy for whoever 
and, and just share it with whoever has the link, for example. I love online forums. In fact, I love Facebook groups. Facebook groups are not just for the social stuff that you see on Facebook, but they're great to have a small group of students or a big group of students. And you may have Google Classroom or some other kind of in-house apps, but I'm just saying these are easy ways to get it done. Create a Facebook group. Now, one thing most people don't know about Facebook groups is that once you create the Facebook group and you can give it whatever privacy you want, then you can also assign it to different types. And one of those types is called social learning. It's, it's free, it's easy to do. You just say, I want it to be a social learning group. The, the reason this is really key is because when you have a social learning Facebook group, then you can have this thing called units or social learning units. In those units, you can make posts and you can organize those posts in an evergreen format. That's what we do in our Creative Stream Players Facebook group. It's a free community. I'll link to that below as well. But we just have, you know, we have like 11 different units and in each one it can be post by topic. It can be sequential. It's a great way uh, to teach because you can have your students then comment underneath the different posts uh, for discussion. You can quiz them. You can give them polls. Um, it's just super effective and I don't understand why more people don't use it. Um, here's This is really important. Do not hold back your content. Just offer it. And I know that might sound whatever, but it's really important for you to just put out your content and not second guess it or try to make it perfect. This is a great example. I make videos all the time. I don't second guess it. I just put it out and do the best I can with it. Uh, you can always edit later. Obviously, you can do small group lessons or even big group lessons on a platform like Zoom or any webinar platform. As far as I know, I don't know any place where you can perform together, do music together, but that's okay because if, let's say, if you have a group of eight students on Zoom or six students on Zoom, you can have one student play, the next student play, you can have some of the other students that are waiting while one plays to chat, you know, feedback in the group. So I think uh, group lessons on Zoom can be effective um, that way. Curate videos from other or content from other sources, obviously, but again, don't overthink it. So you could find YouTube videos that you like from artists or blog posts from people, just there's all kinds of content that you can find and just curate it and don't be afraid to share it It's if it's out there, if it's available to be shared, as long as you credit it, you just share it. Right now, a lot of us have had to adjust some of the things that we do. For example, teaching online. But there are some things that have not changed. All three of the sponsors for today continue to provide resources that I think could be valuable to us in this time. And I just want to thank them again. Yamaha, for example, provides dependable instruments and tremendous support to music education of all kinds. You can even get their free quarterly magazine, Support Ed. Just Google Yamaha Support Ed. Electric Violin Shop supports the creative string playing community by providing knowledge and resources and equipment. I recommend you call them. Just find their phone number at electricviolinshop.com. Give them a call during business hours and let them know I sent you. And again, Encoda. If you go to encoda.com, that's N-K-O-D-A, basically like Spotify for sheet music. As far as I can tell, you're going to save a lot of money on sheet music and be able to just find more of the great sheet music that you're looking for and try it out. So check out encoda.com. And now let's return to the presentation.
one of the kinds of videos that I'm making right now that I call done for you uh, lesson videos, I have a set of instructions. I'll try to share those. Well, you can find the instructions at the YouTube uh, playlist that I'll, that I'll link to below. But basically, the structure that I'm doing is play after me videos. And I'll just show you a really quick example. So what I did was I made a loop, but you could do it with a backing track. Let's see how it sounds. That's the loop. And then what I'll do is I'll play like simple phrases. This happens to be for like high school level, but I also do these in different levels. So it would it would be, you know, something like this. And then I'd ask them to play that back to me. And I'll do another line. And so I do a lot of these with the play after me, but I could also have them play along with me. So if I show them something, let's say I'm doing like this bow rhythm bow thing. And I do this thing where I'm swaying to the side. I could ask them to do it along with me, you know, or I could just repeat something a few times. And after they hear it the first time, they could be playing along with me. There's just a couple ideas of, of the types of, of um, videos that you can do while you have your students play. When they play along with my video, then the instructions that I give, and I give fuller instructions, is that they should record themselves doing it along with my video. If they've got me on a tablet hooked up to a speaker, then it's loud enough, and then they can have their phone next to them that's taking a video, and then they submit that video to you, and that's their assignment. That's it. And to be honest, again, it does just keep it simple. It doesn't need to be even over a YouTube video. You could say, play a D major scale and submit it to me. <laughs> you know, there's just so many things you can teach with video if you're just resourceful, if you just think about how to do it and don't try to be perfect. This is a huge one that people miss all the time, basically email support and or video exchange. And what I'm talking about is just basically you giving feedback on a student's work. But it's so huge. I mean, I know if you've done private lessons before, you know that you might give an hour long private lesson, but that the really the best stuff that you give them might only be two minutes or three minutes. It's one thing that they get. You can do this when you give your students feedback in an email, feedback in a voice memo, feedback in a video that you make, and you just send that to them as feedback on whatever work that they submit to you. And a lot of times it is easier to make a voice memo or it is easy just to you know jot a note. I know you've done this when you've graded papers and that sort of thing, but this is really powerful. And I've had a lot of students tell me that it was powerful. Another thing I may not have said enough about was the email drip courses. Really, I can't stress how powerful that it is. A lot of the members of my online studio, they tell me all the time, Time, they get just as much or even more from the email drips because it's like here's a video lesson here's a lesson here's a course all this content but they get an email every day and people just want to read their email so even if they just read a few paragraphs from you it can make an impression so do the emails the drip emails technology I do not believe is going to sacrifice your relationship or compromise your relationship with a student um, I think that you can really convey a lot lot of not only powerful information, but you can also convey how much you care and, and what you feel 
about a student or about the topic or your personality, whatever it might be. Just like hopefully, even though it's late at night and I'm tired, hopefully I'm conveying something through this, like some, some kind of feeling and developing a relationship with you as a student, as it were. So these are a lot of my, like I said, just going down the line, how you can flip the classroom. I do want to say that I think there's a silver lining and the silver lining that you are going to find from flipping the classroom is that you will actually become a better teacher because you're going to reflect on how you teach. And I actually think your students might even learn more this way. So that's the silver lining. Bonus tip here is always offer your content. If you're worried that your content isn't worth sharing, you're just ripping the world off. You're ripping your students off of the value you have to offer them. Your content is unique because it's from you. And it's gonna help anybody who's a few steps behind you to get where they need to be. The things that I've heard from teachers about what makes a great teacher is number one, you come from a place of love. Number two, you come from where the student's at. You come from their level, at their level. And number three, you know your stuff. So those three things are what matter and all those three things can apply when you're using technology. Uh, I hope this helps. Again, I just, I'm gonna let you know that there's a link to my free done for you video lessons and that's gonna be for orchestra or string teachers, any kind of bowed string teachers, grades four and up. I'm gonna link to the free YouTube uh, playlist beneath here. Also probably a couple articles. This I have in an article form and also to our Creative Strings Academy, which is where we have all of our digital courses and we are offering free uh, 30 days for anybody who is experiencing any kind of hardship related to school closings right now. And if you would like to purchase some of our courses, it'll help us to make more free content. So uh, please share this with your colleagues and thanks a lot for tuning in. Thank you for listening to episode 40 of the Creative Strings podcast. I always welcome your feedback and you can reach out to me at chris at christianhouse.com. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast because we've got a lot more coming out this season. It's been a while and we've got a few episodes we're going to be putting out and I know you're going to love them. And finally, I just want to remind you that if you are a teacher, you can access a lot of ready-made curriculum for you to share with your students online to keep them engaged to help promote independent learning we have a lot of free play along lessons and we have a lot of step-by-step -step courses as well if you are not a teacher or if you teach but you really want to work on developing your own skills with improvisation with harmony rhythm contemporary styles and also with learning how to teach online then join our seven week boot camps, Creative Strings Workshop Online. We've got a new one starting up this week. So reach out to me right away at chris at christianhouse.com if you'd like information. Until I see you next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay creative. <laughs>